Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Belle. Belle, man, how you doing tonight? I am doing a Fantastamundo because Flash is back. It's been it's been a while. Dude, new show, new intro, new Earth. There's a lot, <laughs> lot to talk about this week. Yeah, new intro. Like, that was unexpected. I kind of feel like we should in, like update our intro, but at the same time, I, I don't, I don't want to inter- update our intro. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like you know, it's it's uh, it's we had to do that kind of on Legends because Legends used to do the like we're the Legends like the 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 talky the talky intro that every single CW show does, and then they stopped. But like for several episodes, we continued to do a talky intro because we always make like funny talky intros. Sure, yeah, you'll have some fun with it. Yeah, and and then we uh we decided to stop too because I mean like there's no context anymore <laughs> exactly it's just it's all crazy i think the i think arrow uh you know pioneered it but then they kind of got a little pigeonholed with it and so yeah five uh, years ago i was abandoned on an island oh but but like in between those years there's there's things and yeah exactly yeah. so all right man well no we've got a great episode to talk about a lot of great stuff hey first we want to let you guys know that uh, if you are enjoying this podcast it is made possible by our amazing amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash tv talk uh we've got something we are working towards right now an earth 90 tv talk uh summer special uh and we we would love to uh to make that happen more details on that later on in the program but for right now i think it's time bell are you ready for this let's do it let's jump into the rundown the, the rundown, rundown. <laughs> Episode 10 of Season 6, Marathon, directed by Stephen Plazanski, and story by Sam Chelson and Lauren Barnett. Bell, what happened to this episode? Well, following Oliver's death and the events of the crisis, Iris, Allegra, Camilla, and Cecile, who have formed Team Citizen, continue investigating a secret organization called Black Hole. Iris meets with an anonymous source who says that Black Hole is connected with McCulloch Technologies, but its CEO, Joseph Carver, denies these claims. Iris ignores Cecile's legal advice and decides to write her own story on Black Hole, prompting the latter organization to hire metahuman Dr. Kimio Hoshi, a.k.a. Dr. Light, to kill Iris. Meanwhile, Diggle arrives in Central City to give Barry his custom-made mask that he gave to Oliver from the, f- the first time they met. Barry notices a trace of Miracuru serum on the mask, believing it contains a warning message left behind by Oliver for a new threat. The two investigate on Lee and Yu, only to discover that there aren't any Miracuru serums left on the island. Back at Star Labs, it's Iris's team set up a trap for Dr. Hoshi, while Iris again confronts Carver and blackmails him on being involved with Black Hole, prompting Carver to call off the hit. Carver insinuates to Iris that his missing wife, Eva McCulloch, is connected to Black Hole. Later, Iris investigates McCulloch Technologies, where she is pulled into a mirror. Still reeling from learning that no other Earths were restored, Sisko decides to leave Team Flash after the crisis made him feel guilty for taking the metahuman cure and leaves Nash behind with the team. Dun, dun, dun. I think we should have ended that uh, summary with the uh, getting pulled into the mirror bit. Uh, I know it wasn't chronologically the end, but it's definitely the more suspenseful. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I, you're right. But at the same time, if anything, I think it really should be a whole new world, a dazzling, sparkling point of view. Now that we're out here, it's crystal clear, Bell. Now, my men, a whole new world with you. 
because it's certainly not a whole new multiverse, at least not to our characters on the CW shows. So far um, as we know, I mean, like that's that is a conversation for much later down the line here, man. We've got a lot, lot going on. But OK, let, let, let's start off with this. We are on Earth Prime, right? We knew this at the end of the crisis uh, that worlds had merged to create the Earth that Supergirl, that Black Lightning, that uh, the Flash, that Arrow, they all now reside on the same Earth. Uh, which is exciting. It's something that we really, really wanted. But it also has turned a lot of things upside down. And there are a lot of questions in terms of what this means. So Cisco is reeling from this. I mean, he had so many great moments here at the very beginning. One of which, of course, is busting out the Superman shirt. And, like, I don't even remember buying this. <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely a good moment. Uh, you know, because Cisco shirts, he's always known for them. And for him not to have a Superman shirt says something. Absolutely. Well, and, and part of it, too, is that I think that to some extent, man, this also gives us a little bit of a uh, an understanding of the characters that have been um, kind of Martian mind wiped or whatever you want to call it. Basically, those that are aware of the pre-crisis Earth, um, they clearly know their former past, but they don't know their new past. They don't know the new timeline. Um, you know, Cisco, it, it's not like they have memories of two different Earths or anything of that nature. Because of what Martian Manhunter did, he basically kind of wiped their Earth Prime history mentally and and gave them the memories they would have had from the original Earth, which is fascinating, but also uh, leads to a lot of confusion. I think that the kind of the brain twisty nature of that, Cisco is experiencing that, especially as someone who has historically been very tied to the multiverse and various possibilities and the various vibrations between changes that can occur in a timeline. And you gotta, you gotta, you know, ask the question, well, okay, so what did Martian Manhunter erase? What if, you know, Cisco, uh, and, um, um, Camilla, like, aren't actually dating and he goes in for a kiss and she's like, ew, what are you doing? You know, like, well, I, you know, I think, you know, one of the great things is I, I think we can assume a lot of the relationship dynamics are exactly the same. Right. Like, you know, obviously Barry and Iris are married. Uh, obviously, uh, Cisco and Camilla, they're, they're still an item. Uh, the, the friendships, the dynamics that all exist there. I mean, it's, it's, we're still in familiar territory from that standpoint. There's not a whole lot that's changed from the major aspects of how these characters to relate to one another with some pretty big exceptions. Now, this was not actually, uh, mentioned in the episode, but I think as we're kind of talking about, you know, getting our bearings on Earth Prime, it's, it's worth noting. Uh, the, the question was asked to, I believe, Mark Guggenheim in terms of where did uh, Jay Garrick of Earth 3 fall after the merge? And it, it turns out, uh, in accordance with him anyway, that Jay is actually now part of Earth Prime, which means that Earth Prime's Harry Allen, uh, or Henry Allen, rather, is is actually Jay Garrick. There's a lot of questions bell if, if you're kind of seeing where i'm going with this yeah that was kind of odd for him to say that i was like okay so then then who is henry allen like is that still right is, is it is it is it you know are they twin brothers or something like what how does this work yeah was barry jay's biological son or i mean i think what you just said is is probably more aligned with my thinking maybe the idea is that uh jay and henry were actually twins and it could you could even have kind of the uh uh, this, the Hunter's or not the Hunter's Alleman, but the um, uh, uh, goodness, uh, Cobalt Blue uh, origin story of kind of the splitting of the two Allen twins, and one becomes uh, a a uh, a Thon, and one becomes an Allen. 
you could have that with the Garricks and the Allens. I, I don't know. They could go in a bunch of different directions with it, but that is an odd choice to make. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it, it makes it really complicated because, you know, th- these are two characters that were doppelgangers and uh, were both very important to Barry. And now one of them is back and one of them is dead. And so it's like, how does the, yeah, I, I don't know. Like it, they never mention it uh, this episode. So I don't even know if they're ever going to mention it again. We'll I see. Oh, they have to though. Jay's too important of a character and that's too big of a well not to go, not to go back to. It'd be, a, it'd be hugely wasted not to uh, bring back Jay Garrick. Well, um, hold on. Do you think they're going to recast him then? Because that would be an opportunity to do so. It but would, then again, John Wesley Ship leaving the show would be awful. It'd be a big waste, man. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't think that makes any sense whatsoever. I think I, but it, it's a big question mark. We'll hopefully get some more explanation when, you know, that fateful day comes that, uh, that the J is back on the screen. But, you know, that that's kind of the, the case for a lot of these situations. Some doppelgangers did merge on and some dop- doppelgangers, for all intents and purposes, seem to have been uh, eradicated. You know, we had assumed that the multiverse, and I think we can safely assume that the multiverse is still intact despite what Cisco is dealing with. Again, more on that later on. Uh, however... You know, there is uh, some realities here, which is that we have at least three Earths that did merge, that did create this new Earth. And that means that to some extent, there are are some doppelgangers that must have had to, like, make a choice. We saw this specifically over on Arrow Man with Laurel uh, in the uh, in the Arrow finale, how we're dealing with the Laurel who was of Earth 2, that that was essentially her consciousness that that the original earth one laurel was not restored or anything of that nature um so that's very interesting uh the other the other aspect too is we know that on supergirl's earth at least when barry searched there was no doppelgangers for cisco for himself for uh, harrison wells we didn't have anything uh that would have required a merge there but we don't know anything about Black, black lightning's earth in terms of characters beyond you know he knew of superman but he didn't know Superman to be real, you know, before, yeah, before yeah. the crisis. So anyway, that's just a big question mark there in terms of how those characters merge. Um, Earth 2 notwithstanding, of the characters that we know of, I mean, is there anything surprising to you that that, that we did on Earth 1 get certain doppelgangers versus others? Because uh, there's a big fat one that I'm thinking of. Yeah, who's that? Well, I mean, Cisco pointed it out. In an entire multiverse of Wells, we get stuck on Earth Prime with Nash. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, I mean, l- losing the Council of Wells is going to be pretty big, right? That that's that was a lot of fun. And um, you assume that see, we've see, lost see, them. There's something going on here. Well, though. right, right. Like, I, I, I am not thoroughly convinced that uh, all the Wellses are gone. Uh, right. Harry specifically. Um, I don't I don't think and we can we can speculate on that later. But um, yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Harry's a big one. Um, Harry's the big one for me, man, like because that's the deal. Like we we've got Nash is the least interesting of all the the Harrison Wells. I'm sorry, but he is. And obviously, I love Tom Cavanaugh and I love multiple Wells. And typically, even the Wells that haven't rubbed me the right way at first generally grow on me. Harry, in fact, all the Wells actually that have popped up. I've not I've not liked it. I'll first. bet Nash is going to grow on you. You think so? I mean, yeah, you know, they they, they drop some little hints down about, you know, Allegra in, in, in uh, his relationship, because obviously Allegra is his doppelganger daughter. Right. So, right. 
you know, there, there's going to be some stuff there with that. And um, I mean, yeah, Nash isn't my favorite thus far of all the other Wells's that we've had. But, you know, I, they, they haven't really gotten a lot of opportunity to really do anything with him. You know, he was just, um, you know, lead up to the crisis kind of like this. You know, how many episodes was that? That wasn't very many episodes. And so <sighs> yeah. we just really hadn't gotten to know him yet. It's just it's such an odd choice because. For one thing, Harry is a more interesting character. It's not like you need a different actor. It's the same actor. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the fact that they would kind of tease us with, you know, Harry was regaining his intelligence, right? That he he had kind of maintained a relationship, too, with uh, Cisco specifically uh, across the multiverse. And, and you know, that which which made it even more heartfelt as Cisco's processing this idea that uh, not only did he lose his friend, but he lost all of his friends. And the fact that, you know, because he knew there were so many doppelgangers of of Wells, the fact that we got the lamest one is really, really rough. Now, you could argue that HR is the lamest one, but come on, HR was great. He brought, he brought <laughs> smears, smears. It was, it was great. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and that's that's the thing. It's I, I think we just haven't had enough of an opportunity to really, like, you know, dig our fingers into wells and, and and figure out what's going on with him so I, I think there's opportunity there for him to grow but i am sad that we won't see uh you know crazy uh gosh uh what's the artist's name to the campbell soup paintings the andy warhol really known as wells no no the, the andy warhol wells and like you right. know <laughs> crazy western wells and and obviously harry but uh i i don't think we're done with harry yet no, I, and I, I don't think we're done with the Council of Wells either, but we will see what uh, what we will see. Um, you know, we also, in this new Earth, I mean, there is some questions. We had some lingering. This this does kind of open up the opportunity to uh, wash away some of the lingering uh, plot holes or, or loose threads that are out there. For example, uh, McSnurdle. We don't know if McSnurdle exists on Earth, uh, on Earth Prime. I mean, surely, surely Oliver would have taken care of McSnurdle. I don't know. I have no earthly idea. You'd think that that would be his, his number one priority as the as he battles the uh, the anti monitor. But I, I, you just don't know. We don't know. We don't know what happened to Linda Park. We do know there's a new Doctor Light that that you know shows up on the scene this episode. But uh, Linda Park no longer naked out somewhere. She might just no longer exist. Yeah, she was probably merged down with this Dr. Light and is now gone. It's it's possible. It's possible. Um, but but the thing is, this does open up the opportunity for not just a merging of characters, but the passing of the torch to new characters. And that, of course, plays into uh, more of the dun-dun-dun nature of, of the end of the episode. Um, we also saw in this Earth a big moment that happened on arrow that has to be addressed and you know i I do i do apologize if if talking about some of these arrow things feels like spoilers i mean we are talking about the the season finale um and actually the thing i'm about to talk about has to be discussed when talking about the bearings of this new earth but if you haven't seen the arrow season finale skip ahead by like three minutes uh here's the deal bell you saw the the season finale of arrow yes no i didn't All right, well, I'm about to spoil this one for you because I, th- uh, I mean, come on, I, I I read the internet, I know what happened. Okay, so Dig becomes the new Green Lantern. Now, granted, that happened before, or this episode happens before the season finale of Arrow, so he has not been become the Green Lantern by the like by the time he shows up here. It's a little confusing from that standpoint. Okay, yeah, because I was kind of curious about that, but uh, so hold on though. From what I understand though, it's just he opened a box with uh, a green glow in it, and there there was no picture of a ring. There was no him, you know. Uh, he opened a ring box from space with a green glow in it. 
Okay, okay, but they didn't show him like turning into the Green Lantern or picking up a ring or anything like that. It was just a green block, uh, a green box. It could have been Kryptonite. Who knows? Um, but it's definitely the Green Lantern. <laughs> okay, I, I mean, I will granted since he is going over to Metropolis, there is a possibility that it could be Kryptonite. But I think that there would be a lot of angry fans if that ended up being the case. Oh, I think it'd be hilarious. It'd be hilarious. And then like that episode, right? You know, like he uh, delivers the Kryptonite and he's like, "Hey, I got this for you. You know, keep it, whatever." And then that episode, he becomes a Green lantern uh-huh uh but look i'm not saying that he's the green lantern but he's definitely the green lantern <laughs> right right so that was uh that was pretty amazing so it's a fun new world that we're living in uh, a lot of the characters you know we got a chance to see trading cards of various uh villains and metas that are out there um which will be a smorgasbord for youtube channels to pick apart unfortunately we don't have enough time to do so here or did have enough time to do so for a long format uh, uh audio show but i am looking forward to uh, hearing all of the great hot takes that are out there for that but as we uh, kind of move out of the, you know, the, the exploration of Earth Prime, we get back to picking up some storylines that happened pre-crisis. Now, we knew uh, that for some time in the background of the first half of the season, there was some sort of shady organization that was going on in the background and doing something with metahumans. And it was widely believed and now confirmed as of this episode that that is, in fact, Black Hole. Now, what is Black Hole up to, Bell? Dun dun dun! Experimenting on metahumans who have light powers. Yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. We got a chance to see the use of those weapons. Did you think that was Metatech, or is that what? What was going on with the black hole gun? No, it wasn't Metatech. It was. Uh, it, it, I, Science. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they just kind of like have have made Metatech go away. Uh, <laughs> right. With with this whole you know crisis thing, no, I, I think what it was is they had a and they kind of explained it in the episode. They, it was they had this weapon, this prototype that uh, uh, like focused and condensed the light, and they didn't have a means of powering it. And so, um, Doctor Hoshi, uh, she had the ability to like something to do with starlight, like she she could see it better or something like that. And so she's like condensing the starlight and using it as ammunition for this gun. Um, and then maybe we'll see more of that because Killer Frost is able to like retrieve a bullet from it, which they, mm. they, they were never able to get anything before that. And Joe specifically mentioned there was no, uh, you know, physical evidence left behind for like bullet casings or anything like that. So I, I have a feeling that that, uh, that shell casing or that, that, that piece of ammunition is going to be, uh, you know, Im- important in the future when they go about trying to figure out what exactly this, this gun does. You know, the, the, the glasses, the shades and the gun and, and honestly just kind of the Dr. Light aesthetic is, is really, really sweet. It's very cool. Um, and this episode really had a lot of heavy lifting to do to kind of exposition our way through the seeds that were laid in the first half of the season. And it, it, it how do I say this? For what it was and what they then the amount of time they had to cover the amount of ground they had to, to cover and the amount of time they had it was actually handled fairly well. That being said, still kind of challenging because you kind of get the sense that in the first half of the season, as they were building up to crisis, you didn't you couldn't really lean too heavily into a plot line that was going to weigh uh, a lot more on a new essentially a new earth and a new timeline. But at the same time, we need to really hit the ground running. I mean, you know, it, regardless of the fact this this episode is named Marathon, we really need to kind of sprint through this exposition, which does open up the opportunity to really dive into uh, the Citizen Squad, a.k.a. Team Iris, a.k.a. <laughs> you know, journalists are doing it for themselves, a.k.a. The B team. The, I don't know, man. They were the A team this time. Yeah, <laughs> this this episode, they were certainly an A team uh, with all everything, you know, that they had going on was pretty, pretty high stakes. I mean, Iris nearly had her arm blown off by this 
solar cannon thing. Oh yeah, and which is textbook Iris. She's been jumping off buildings in season one. Uh, but yeah, no man, they it's it's great because you know this has been something that a lot of fans have been vocal about. Um, you know, we we here at Flash TV Talk are always Team Iris no matter what, and have been fans of kind of the storylines that she's had in the past. Especially, I was a big fan of her being kind of a team manager for Team Flash. Uh, even though it seemed like the rest of the internet was not a huge fan of that, but a lot of people did want to see her kind of get back to the comic roots. And that is exactly what's going on. And, and, uh, this is such a great episode to do it. Not only, uh, do we have a scenario where, uh, Barry is off on his own kind of side adventure, but we also have kind of a production situation where, uh, Grant Gustin needed to be off, you know, filming the crisis. And we had kind of the main team that really needed to be filming this story. And so it worked out really, really well. Um, but there is a massive conspiracy that's going on here. Team Citizen, man, um, are they? What what are they driving towards? Where do you think they're going to end up with uh, with with Black Hole? Well, uh, according given, to what we've given the fact far, how many metahumans are actually on, I should I should have mentioned this. But given the fact that Team Citizen is like at least fifty percent metahuman. Yeah, well, they they better be careful. They're going to end up dead uh, because everyone that Iris has talked to about this has wound up dead, uh, <laughs> right. nearly her, you know, herself. And so, not everybody else on Team Citizens, while they while they may be meta powered, they're not exactly like they don't have Iris's like street savvy and they got know, the Cecilia sense, man. They'll be all right. That's that's true. They got the Cecilia sense, but they don't have the the Iris J turn in an SUV. That's true. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, like she <laughs> she's in that parking garage driving around, like you know, that's her job. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is her job. <laughs> Technically speaking, yeah, absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see where that's that's going for Iris. You know, obviously she, uh, you know, I love the fact that they kind of had that moment, her and Joe, to kind of unpack the reality of what's going on when you kind of prepare for a life after death and then let death doesn't come. Uh, now you have to prepare for life because you weren't expecting it. Right. And so, you know, we're seeing kind of the psychological ramifications of, of the post crisis world on, on Iris specifically, the, I mean, the team as a whole, but, but specifically here, Iris. Um, and, you know, I, I'm curious to see how this plays out. I mean, teasers for next week show that Iris will be going through uh, or could, could lead you to believe that she is going through some pretty, um, uh, some PTSD to some extent. However, given how this episode ended, I'm not sure that those previews are, are the most uh, trustworthy items because of course we do get a sense of her going back into the uh, McCulloch uh, industries in search of this, uh, you know, clue, right? Look in the mirror, Eva, look in the mirror. Now, Bell. Yes. Did you, when we get to the end of the episode and she's kind of, you know, going through the McCullough industries, did, did you know what was coming? Let me just, let me start with that. Did you know, did you know where they were going with this? Well, as soon as I saw the mirror, I was thinking like mirror master, mirror dimension. Okay. But before, light. cause the mirror was the reveal, right? Like that was the big pull down the, the shade. Yeah. So did you know before you saw the mirror, like where did you think they might be going with this? Um... I wasn't too sure because I, I I didn't know enough about Eva McCullough. Like I, I wasn't aware if if that was a character from the comics that we're dealing with or if this is something new. Um, so I, I didn't really know. But like we we're all talking about light, it's all about light powers. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of thinking, you know, uh, that we would, <gasps> which we didn't even mention that Rainbow Raider is back. Holy, that's got that. right, right. Like so, so you know, we got we, uh, that. That's kind of what I was thinking about. We have all these people who have had light powers in the past. So we talked about Doctor Light, uh, Linda Park version, and now uh, you know Doctor Yoshi. Um, 
so yeah rainbow raider like there, there's all these different possibilities about these light villains that that we could see and so i i wasn't thinking obviously once i saw the mirror i was thinking um um mirror master and so that's the thing right so as as she was going to go in through and you know rumors had been swirling that that this was the direction that they were going to go in um but yes so even uh eva rather uh mcculloch is a kind of a a twist on evan mcculloch from the the comics who's the second mirror master uh and so you know th- fans that are familiar when they saw the name mcculloch could probably uh, instantly figure out the direction they were going in that being said man as as she was walking through that office i found myself really kind of contemplating the play that they were about to make because i didn't know i didn't know what was going to happen when they threw when she threw down the veil i didn't know if she was going to reveal a godspeed costume i didn't know if we were going to see you know uh you know some sort of you know negative multiverse portal or something of that nature perhaps we could see red death or something of that nature um the choice to go mirror master i I don't know how I feel about this because, first of all, I love Mirror Master. Great villain. Uh, you know, we have a, a parody version of Mirror Master called Mirror Bro that is actually my avatar uh, on <laughs> Twitter and Facebook and has been for years. So, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not a hater of Mirror Master at all, but it seems very small potatoes, very weak beer to go with the, a, a second, not even a first Mirror Master, but a second Mirror Master after Crisis. I mean, is this just a... You know, we can't top the anti monitors, so we're going to kind of, you know, go in the opposite direction. I don't know. It feels to me like this is an opportunity for them to explore meta powers in a different way that they weren't able to mm, before. Interesting. You know, because like we didn't have the mirror universe uh, with, with with Mirror Master previously. And, and so now we have an opportunity to kind of like dig into that and, and play with that. Uh, huh. and, and so, yeah, I, I agree with you on the Godspeed thing. Like uh, that seemed to be OK. Well, maybe maybe black holes making clones of Godspeed or, or, or whatever. But like all of that from, for me kind of sort of, you know, uh, went by the wayside when they started talking about all these light villains, because mm-hmm. you know, Godspeed's not a light villain. And so I, I don't, I, I really don't know how they're going to tie him back in. They, they say they are, but like, it, would it make as much sense it, going light villains and then going mirror master makes sense. Cause mirrors, you know, they reflect light and all that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All of that makes sense. Throwing Godspeed in the mix, unless it's something where it's like they, they have some kind of like bizarro origin story for it, where it's like we need we we have to we have to uh, fight Flash, and so we're going to use a speedster, even though you know light is super fast. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't know. It just seems kind of hard now. Speed of light. Yeah. Right. The, you know the speed of light and stuff like that. So I, it's I mean maybe maybe that's kind of the way they go, where it's they they harness the speed of light into a Godspeed type character, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's so, it's so weird to have them use Godspeed. Say it's like the third one that they found recently. I mean, it's a throwaway it, line to set up something in the future for sure. I, I just, yeah, I but, would have thought it would have been what direction. Yeah. Huh? Like, yeah, it just doesn't seem like they're going that direction anymore. It's just kind of weird. Well, huh? and I mean, they, they may still, I mean, it is, it, it, it also could have been an acknowledgement of like, yeah, you know, we, we kind of, we kind of fumbled the ball with Godspeed, but you know, we're, we're, we're aware of it and we're going to do something in the future. So just, you know, don't, don't, don't write off Godspeed because something's happening at some point, but you know, I don't know. It's, it's very possible that, that he could play into this. You know, you mentioned that, you know, maybe black hole is actually responsible in uh, creating multiples. That's possible. We'll have to see. I do think that the mirror master reveal would have been 
bigger had they not already done Mirror Master? Because, I mean, honestly, a lot of the rogues, they they made a choice early on in the series that I applaud, which was that they went like deep cut quick and then also big names quick. You know what I mean? We didn't have like yeah. made up freaks of the week or anything of that nature. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I was a huge Smallville fan, but they didn't have like, you know, uh, villains they had to kind of make up just to, to you know, fill in a TV show. Like, no, they actually, they pulled some big names. They pulled some big rogues and they also pulled some, you know, random rogues and some, you know, C-list characters. I mean, like they've, they've run the gambit. So I do applaud that decision. I think it was the right way to go. However, now on the back half of things, when we're, you know, six years in and, 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 you know, going strong now, it's kind of like, okay, well, who do you, who's going to have some weight to them? Cause the thinker didn't quite hit the mark. Right. And yeah, and, you know, uh, Dr. Alchemy, they, they really built him up like he was going to be, but then, you know, he wasn't cause it was mostly Savitar anyway. Um, so there's like, there's, there's just kind of an interesting, an interesting, uh, problem that they run into here. So mirror master, I would argue is actually on that top tier list, but it just feels a little, a little weak because we've already had that story. Well, this would be, you know, we have this new earth. We have all these, you know, doppelgangers merged down and stuff like that. We have uh, a rogue that was, uh, um, did Mirror Master die? Uh, well, so good question. We don't know. Post-crisis. Yeah. Post-crisis. We don't know. So, but this is a reset, right? Like we never got a rogues team up. Like I think you and no, I want That's true. This is very true. And, and so all of this new world, this new miniverse <laughs> not quite <laughs> multiverse the the single verse uh <laughs> that we have in the cw shows now will give us an opportunity to do that to explore some rogues um and maybe take different takes maybe have a rogue team up that that's more comic booky feel and hey you know maybe we'll have a captain cold come back we don't know that's true you know, i mean that is- the door is wide open and that does make this universe very very exciting now of course man we did make mention of the fact that uh, barry was uh, in this episode far less he and diggle kind of go off on a little, uh, almost kind of like a crisis epilogue. Um, you know, we, we already mentioned what happened to Diggle, but I kind of thought that when he showed up with the mask, Barry might even be like, Diggle, no, I think you should keep this. You know, or something of that nature, like, um, you know, you're, you're going to need this green domino mask more than I will. Hint, hint, wink. <laughs> but it happens before, right? That's what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, uh, you never know. What You never know. You might need this. I, I don't know. There could have been that. Well, so so <laughs> this this is what I want to see. I want to see Diggle get the ring. And you know how Diggle's always like he hates being, uh, being sped places? Sure. Uh, I want to see Diggle get the ring and then like, you know, put a bubble around Flash and throw him into space and be like, how do you like it? Uh, <laughs> 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 something, something like that, you know? I think, I think that would be great. Right, right. That'd be, yeah. that would be hilarious. Uh, and then, then he brings him down and then he's like, oh yeah, you know that domino mask that uh, Oliver gave you? Yeah, um, I might need to hide my identity or something like that. So and then, then they could do he's that. Like, I was yeah, going to make I, one that was kind of uh, green glowing animated, but then I thought, that's stupid. Let me just do it right Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could have had so much fun with that. But uh, no, we got the Mirakuru and Deathstroke and Barry being all like, I, this means something. And Diggle's like, it probably doesn't. And then it didn't. And then, um, yeah. So it's fine yeah. it's fine it's called the flash you got to have him in the episode so i'm not I'm not mad there is some interesting things that were going on we saw when he was reacting to uh, uh some things on Lian Yu that the speed force or possibly even the negative speed force 
uh, tended to affect him in some way. Did you notice this? Yeah, like that was my question. After I saw that scene, I was like, was that red lightning or yellow lightning? It, it, it looked, looked like, like red, red lightning. lightning. Yeah. It, it really did. Yeah. So you, you do kind of wonder, you know, we, we kind of ex- kind of scratched the surface a little bit on the negative speed force uh, or a little bit of a deeper um, nature to the negative speed force with what happened with Nora. Um, the idea that there is kind of an emotional aspect that's tied to it that, you know, it's not just about, you know, uh, converting the speed force to negative speed force. That's that's obviously a part of it. They explored that in season one. But there's also a a speedster seems to be able to tap into a a side of the speed force, a negative side of the speed force that, um, you know, uh, they might be going kind of dark side with it. You know, the idea is that maybe Barry is wrestling with some things he's never had to wrestle with before. Or it could be that on Earth Prime, uh, the very nature of the speed force has changed because all of existence has changed. We saw that Oliver during the crisis had the ability to tap into the speed force. Like literally he entered the speed force and he's not a speedster. So he was dealing with powers even beyond that of, uh, of the speed force. So yeah, I, I it's, there's a lot of questions, man. Like that's, that's, that's the very, very interesting thing as we enter into the second half of the season. And honestly, the future of this series is that this reset button really does potentially shake everything up from the ground up and possibly it's time to unlearn everything that we have learned up until this point. Un- unlearn what you have learned, learned you must. <laughs> All right, man. Yes. Well, of course, you know, some uh, some viewers may have uh, uh, walked away from this episode seeing the dynamic between Cisco and Nash and think that uh, we just lost Carlos, that that Cisco is, is leaving the show. I mean, after all, he did... Uh, very symbolically hand the reins over to Nash to watch the team. He gave his reasoning. The character gave his reasoning for why he needed to go. Uh, and perhaps this is it. Maybe he's he's out. Um, however, in an interview with TV Line, The Flash's showrunner Eric Wallace confirmed that, in fact, that is not the case. That uh, uh, Cisco is not exiting the superhero series. Near the, near, neither is Carlos Valdez. Uh, he says they are not going anywhere. He maintains Cisco's off on his own journey to catalog the world, but he'll be back very quickly. And the information he learns out there in the world is going to help us solve one of the biggest things Team Flash has ever dealt with, which involves the return of an old villain, which I won't spoil. But I'll tell you what, Bal, this is going to lead us to this week's Speedster Speculation. Who or what will Cisco find? I already know what you're going to say. No, I'm not. I'm not. Because you know, and everybody knows what I'm going to say, I'm not going to say it. At least not at first. So I want to explore what you're going to say. (laughs) Come on. What do you think he's going to find? Don't. Stop it. I, I, I... So there, there's already there's already like there's already been you know there was there's a weird hint about the negative speed force with Barry this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know the status of, uh, of 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 person X who I will say right now because I'm not going to say their name yet. Um, uh, and, and there was a line last crisis uh, that this person said, uh, which was quote "See you next crisis," and we never saw them. Mm-hmm. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's interesting things going on here, and there, there's the whole doppelganger thing. There's the whole like, uh, you know, time remnant thing that he's used in the past. Um, an, an old villain, you know, who could we think of that that his is his oldest villain, and and who do we want to see the most? Uh, I I think you know, Bell. We're both kind of leaning towards the same thing, I, but uh, right, let's on. Bo, I I, 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 I got to ask a question. Yeah, yeah, though. yeah. Go ahead. Well, uh, I, I I'll ruin your bit, but. Uh, 
But I, I want to do a, a version of one of our bits that we do in the past. But uh, Bo, yeah, can we talk about Ebart though? <laughs> <laughs> wow! If I had time to come up with something there, that would be amazing. My power, my reasonings beyond your understanding, you know, like or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> to me, you've been dead for years. <laughs> to, to me, Bell, we've we've talked about Eobarthon for for years, for years, <laughs> literally, literally. Years. Uh, that's great. That's a deep cut. Not everybody's going to get that joke. Uh, yeah, man. Um, we can absolutely talk about Eobarthon. I think that that's that's the obvious. But let me let me actually throw this at you, man. Let's not talk about Eobarthon. Can we oh. can we not talk about Eobardthon and think about who else this could be? Because you're right, that's the obvious. All the the for all the breadcrumbs that you've just laid out, it makes sense. However, there are some other aspects of this universe that we know. Uh, Gorilla City now exists on Earth One, so one imagines that Grodd is here uh, and, and at play, uh, potentially an even you know very different Grodd from the one that we had before. Uh, so you know we could have a Gorilla Grodd, Zoom. Is also being thrown out by uh, Honeycut in the uh, in the chat, which is very true. We could get a very you know a completely different take on Zoom, one that's not tied to you know a, a version of Jay Garrick or a faux Jay Garrick of any kind. Which wouldn't that be? That nice? would be amazing. Um, we could also have a updated take on Savitar. We could have an evil Barry that served. Well, no, that. Uh, well, okay, so 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 you mentioned earlier uh, Flash going dark, and the thought that popped up in my head was Dark Flash, where it was uh, like it's it's mm. so Savitar yeah. in the comics was uh, not Barry Allen, right? It seemed like Savitar in the show was a mix of Dark Flash and um, Savitar, sure. like yes. the, the the character Savitar. So, like, wouldn't that be interesting to see an actual? Uh, dark flash where you know this is what well, that's the thing there's no multiverse so there isn't there isn't a, an earth where where iris dies and where barry goes dark and you know murders people uh as, as a form of like you know vigilante justice and things like that so I, yeah i don't know there's also a possibility that it could be it could be godspeed um, you know, we just talked about this, but what if what if we are actually dealing with a situation where Godspeed is throwing versions of himself or creating, you know, creating other speedsters and throwing them back to the past in a post-crisis Earth, uh, but they're all coming out broken because they're having to go through the crisis to get to the past. So, but do you think this this would be almost like test dummies retcon? to some extent? Like, um, almost. Uh, did you see Watchmen? On uh, HBO? Yeah, uh on, no, I haven't. I haven't seen all of it. It's a fantastic show. Um, well, I won't spoil anything there, but suffice to say, uh, anybody who knows what I'm talking about knows what I'm talking about. I kind of get the image of what you're talking about because I've read the, the the graphic novel. So no, no, the 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 series is a sequel to the graphic novel. Well, right, but like you're talking about, like you know, throwing stuff back in time. I have an idea. Oh no, no, no! But this wouldn't be that. actually. So the time travel is relevant to Flash. No, I'll, I'll just say oh, it this okay, way: there's okay. a person that uses other people as kind of test dummies to to figure out some stuff. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm just okay. saying, like maybe essentially, Godspeed is in the future using people as like forcing them to be speedsters sending them back to the past but then by the time they get there they're all messed up because they had to run through a crisis to get there and so but i mean that that, that kind of like retcons the original uh godspeed that we got yeah but i mean the original godspeed that we got is retconned anyway that entire future timeline's gone yeah, remember true. nora 
she's my favorite character and she's wiped out of existence along with her timeline so yeah 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 that does make sense i mean uh, yeah Ooh, honeycutt's actually throwing this into the mix too cobalt blue perhaps we could see uh, eddie thon uh this has been a, a desire since the end of season one for eddie to come back in some form or fashion as a version of cobalt blue that could be cool yeah, uh, uh, Terrence uh, in the chat also mentions Captain Cold, which I think would be interesting. And we, we kind of talked about that earlier, too. Um, <sighs> yeah, like we're, we're getting we're getting all these new rogues that have come back that were previously just, you know, either killed or, you know, written off or uh, arrested or whatever. Right. And so now we have this 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 brand new rogues gallery that we can explore and, you know, when I think of, of the rogues gallery, I, I think of Captain Cold, you know, mm-hmm. I think of Mirror Master, which we just definitely got a hint to there. Um, and Weather you know, Wizard. Yeah, which we, we, well, we saw Weather Witch, but she's in jail, presumably. Well, now. presumably. Um, we don't even know if she survived the crisis. There's a lot. I mean, again. She, no, she, she, yeah, no, no. She was in the first, uh, the, the first after oh, yeah, yeah, crisis yeah, 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 merge. Yeah, yeah. That, she was the big, yeah, that's, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we know we have Weather Witch, we have Mirror Master, uh, or or Mirror Mistress, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, th- th- those are two of the big, and then Captain Cold would be another big. Uh, Cisco could find that, but I mean, we haven't heard anything about Wentworth Miller, and if it's not Wentworth Miller, I don't know if I'm interested. To be honest. <laughs> well, you know, I, it it'll be interesting to see what they do. But I hear you. Yeah, I, I would I would hate for them to to recast Captain Cold. Um, but this does provide that opportunity to bring him back and bring him back as a villain, which I have missed. So the the potential is out there. It could be Captain Cold. Yeah. I don't know why Captain Cold. Uh, I feel like there needs to be some sort of timey wimey or multiverse nature to what's going on here, though, to whoever this villain is, because. Cisco went off all episode about how the multiverse is dead and he's been cut off from it and yada, yada, yada. But the reality is we literally know because we saw it at the end of crisis that the multiverse is definitely not dead. Like at all. We know there's like, yeah. you know, earths we saw earths and we know that those earths are still going on. We know that the series are still going on. We know that the DC universe, like you know, multiverse still exists. There's a new birds of prey or uh, a Harley Quinn birds of prey, whatever that's coming out in a week or so. So clearly the multiverse is still there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we have the Diggle being the Green Lantern, but there's also a Green Lantern Earth with that show that it's based in. So that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. So the reality is, is that we we know that there is a multiverse, not just because DC is still making content and yada, 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 but also because literally they ended the crisis by, by showing you multiple Earths that still exist post-crisis but, uh, or that were restored post-crisis. Yes, but for all intents and purposes, those Earths will never be opened up to the CW shows. Not that we're aware, but I don't know, man. Never say never. Uh, you know, after crisis, well, that, I mean, that, never that, that's, say... That's true, but like, you know, my, my sneaking suspicion is that that's not... We're not going to see... Uh, any more like multiversal kind of things on the CW shows. Ezra freaking Miller, man. That's all I'm saying. I know they got Ezra freaking Miller to be in the crisis. If they, if, if they need to like pump up the flash movie coming out, I guarantee he'll pop over there in like two seconds in the suit again. And they'll have a team up. I guarantee that would be super That's cool. Just easy marketing. Why on earth wouldn't they do that? Like nobody cared. Well, not very many people cared about Ezra Miller's Flash up until this moment in crisis, and that changed a lot of hearts and minds. It certainly changed this heart and this mind right here, man. I, I like I like the take. I mean, it, it wasn't comic book, but like you know, 
that's fine by me. But but there's there's a there's a certain level of like I don't even know what it, I don't know if it's respect humility I don't know I don't know what it is but there is something about I mean I compared it at the time to uh, what's his face that played the Amazing Spider Man putting on the mask at Comic Con like there's a certain nature to like a a devotion to a character that you're playing that like really goes above and beyond that went above and yeah. beyond so yeah I just I'm just saying it's too easy for them to make that happen to promote whatever the Flash movie is going to be for them not to have some sort of cross team up and the, the continuity makes it happen. Everything else. So anyway, all this to say, we know the multiverse still exists. Why Cisco doesn't know that who knows? My guess is his quest is going to lead him to the discovery that in fact, the multiverse does exist. He will probably find the council of Wells. My hope is that he finds Harry. So because why would they pull at their heartstrings with that moment? If it wasn't to pay off that he is going to find Harry. So, right? so here, here's what I want, right? I don't, I, I don't think there's going to be a multiverse on, on the CW shows anymore. Uh, I, I really don't think that's going to happen. That's not to say that they won't do like what you were saying and have Ezra Miller pop in and like, you know, boost some ratings and, and, you know, uh, draw some, uh, attention to a flash movie or something like that. I'm not saying that's not possible, but I'm saying we're not going to see the team traveling through different earths and things like that. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen anymore, but what I do think would be really cool and what I want to see happen, especially, you know, regarding the, the wells and council of wells is that they, um, all of them being, you know, super intelligent, figure out a way to avoid the crisis by going to the vanishing point and by creating a citadel of wells from the vanishing point, much like we had the citadel of Rick's. And so it's just it's just this this you know this floating space station outside time, uh, where it's just a bunch of a bunch of Wellses and they're all just like hanging out and stuff like that. I I, I don't know. I think that would be super cool. <laughs> right. Interesting. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. That would be cool. Definitely be cool. I don't know. I do think that the, you're right that the Council of Wells will probably play into this in some form or fashion. Um, I just don't. They're going to really have to do some work to make Nash Wells like justifiable for the reason why he's the Wells that we get of all the potential Wells that are out there. The other aspect too is if we are dealing with an Ebarthon, if that you know, despite what I said, let's not talk about him. Well, let's let's go ahead and sneak this in before we we transition completely. Uh, yeah, Eobard it does seem to be the obvious uh, choice because of everything that you mentioned before. The other thing is he's rolling out there wearing a Wells face, and you know we know that tapping into the negative speed force saves you from timeline changes. We don't know what that means for universe changes. Uh, that would be very interesting to explore. It's very possible that we could have. Eobard going around and killing Wells. So maybe Cisco discovers that there is a a multiverse out there. Um, but the Wells have been, you know, destroyed because Eobard is actively going out there and killing them just out of spite. Um, and to make sure that he is the wellsiest of all wells, so to speak. Um so I don't know. We will see what ends up happening. But uh, that is our take. Let us know what you think. What do you think that Cisco will find out there? Who could this lingering old villain be? Uh, did we miss somebody? Let us know. We want to hear your feedback. Yeah, uh-huh. you know who it is. Hi, this is John Wesley Ship, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. Red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow. All right, man. Speaking of feedback, we've got some great listener feedback in. Uh, this first one is coming in from Christy. What did Christy have to say? For a split second, when Diggle opened that case, I thought there was going to be something green inside that he needed Barry's help with. Instead, they were led on a goose chase on a wild goose chase that ended up in Lee and Yu, where they were conveniently unreachable. I'm guessing this coincided with Crisis filming, which is why we had so little Barry in this episode. I'm really glad they've given Iris a meaty storyline with real stakes. 
Uh, it's great to see her out in the field meeting with her source. Uh, I knew he was a red shirt the second he showed up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, he actually, I will say, I'll interject real quick to say, if I'm not mistaken, that character did have comic or comic ties. Um, but I mean, again, we're talking like CD list type of character. So, which they are not afraid of killing off. They kill off D level characters yeah, all the yeah. time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's great to see her out in the field meeting with her source and going toe to toe against Black Hole. I was fine with most of Iris's actions until the end uh, when she inexplicably goes back to the lion's den by herself in the middle of the night with no backup. Something horrible was bound to happen, and what happened still made me jump. I can't wait to see what happens next. Uh, yeah, you and me both. I'm I'm really excited to see this mirror dimension because this is something we didn't explore earlier with uh, Mirror Master, and so I think it's going to be mm-hmm. it's going to be. Really really neat i mean they kind of treated mirror master a little bit as a joke before and so it's nice to see that the character um at least the mantle for sure is getting that kind of weight uh put on it and as you mentioned bell the mirror dimension let's see it not as a joke but as something potentially terrifying and and you know maybe we're getting a mirror version of iris next week you know that's that's what i was kind of alluding to if uh, you know, if, if the previews are to be believed, it seems like something's going on with Iris. Well, maybe it's not even Iris. Maybe it's mirror we'll Iris. Dun, dun, dun. She has a goatee. All right. <laughs> Man, we also got some feedback. Now, this one is a little bit of a long one, but it kind of offers a unique perspective. So I wanted to, to include it. Uh, Bell, do you want to take this one from Lena? Yeah, sure. Dear Flash TV Talk, I've been watching The Flash since season one, but just started listening to podcasts about it this season. After listening to four different podcasts about The Flash, I finally narrowed it down to yours as my favorite. I wanted to write in not only to show my appreciation for you guys, but also to give you my somewhat unusual perspective on the characters of Caitlin and Frost. Now, I've heard you guys talk about how you hope they'll do something different with them, like maybe turn Frost back into a villain or merge them into a, uh, one whole person or split them into two separate bodies. However, I have a very specific reason why I personally hope they don't do any of those things, but rather continue their current course of developing them as two heroes in one body. That reason is that I can identify with their struggle very much since I have disassociative dis, uh, di- disassociative identity disorder, or DID for short, formerly known as multiple personality disorder. As you can imagine, this disorder is very difficult to live with, and one of the things that makes it more difficult is the amount of unfair stigma attached to it due to movies and television constantly portraying people like us as serial killers, kidnappers, etc. The truth is that people with DID are far more likely to be the victims of violent crime than to perpetrate it, and far more likely to harm ourselves than to harm others. So the... Uh, So the characters of Caitlin and Frost, as they are being portrayed now, are very exciting to me for two reasons. First, they are showing a person who is multiple, but neither identity is evil. Both are heroes in their own way and have their own unique personalities and skill sets to add to the team. Second, they are not merging into one person, but rather finding ways to coexist and cooperate with each other. Years ago, the only accepted goal for DID therapy was to integrate or merge the identities slash alters back into one identity. But in more recent years, it is becoming more accepted to pursue a different type of integration, that of teaching the alters to cooperate as a team and to respect one another and live a shared life. Neither of these goals is easy to accomplish, and there is a lot of debate as to which is preferred. For us, the path of cooperation has worked far better than the path of merging, which we have tried uh, and failed to do uh, for about nine years. Therefore, we really do find a lot of identity with Caitlin and Frost's struggle to live with each other. The Flash writing team has really done a stellar job of portraying that accurately. I myself am a female alter in a male body who mostly live in the inter- uh, who mostly lived in the internal world of our mind until we were about 18 years old. So I can really identify with Frost's desire to start to have a life outside uh, in the outside world and the awkwardness and confusion that the outside world can cause at first when you aren't used to it. 
Even though the writers of The Flash revealed in episode 6, season 5, that Caitlin slash Frost's situation isn't technically DID, they do a better job of portraying DID realistically than most other movies and television shows that are actually about DID. Uh, thanks for a great podcast uh, and uh, about a great TV show. Lena. Well, Lena, that's 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 super interesting. Like that's a that's a really cool perspective. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hadn't, I hadn't considered it from kind of that angle, but I got to say like, you know, so that's that's awesome. And I I've gotten used to this take on Killer Frost and especially now that they actually call her Frost. I think the biggest aspect of the the character choices they've made here is that, you know, they ha- they were bringing her on this hero path, but calling her killer frost and not actually killing anybody one way or the other. It was just square, square peg round hole. You know what I mean? Like there was just something that was missing there and I was trying to see where it was leading, but since they've kind of really made this into a completely separate uh, take on the character with, you know, going straight frost as opposed to killer frost. Now I'm here for it. I've, I've gotten used to it. I'm okay with her not becoming a villain. I'm I'm okay with that now. I think I could say that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean I, I think I've kind of come to grips with it. Like I it was one of those things where it didn't seem like they were gonna go that route. Uh I, I mean initially it kind of did, and then as it went more and more on and she never killed anybody and you know, none of that kind of, you know, killery stuff happened. Uh I was sort of like, all right, well they're they're obviously going to keep her as as a hero because it would be a real big disruption to the team, uh, to kind of split her off from that. And, and also, you know, like, like Lena was saying, like, I think that's a really interesting, um, you know, way, way to portray it, right. It's these two separate characters that, uh, both have, have skills. And that's something that we've seen in the show, right. Where frost does yes. not have the ability to do the medical things. Like she freaks out, she can't do it. And so she has to summon Caitlin in order to, to take care of those roles. And I think that's, that's, that's a really neat kind of dynamic. And we saw that here where, uh, it was Caitlin that was comforting Cisco, not frost. Uh, when Cisco was upset about the multiverse. And so uh, it, it's, 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 I think it's, I think it's an interesting perspective and dynamic that they have with those characters now. So uh, I, I, I had never really thought about the, the DID aspect of it. And uh, you know, you, you have to wonder if the writers have some sort of experience with that or uh, you know, if, if they're well you know researched in it, but uh, cause you would figure with all the TV tropes and everything that they would do some kind of, you know, like you normally do where it's like a split or a merge or a Dr. Jekyll. Mr. Yeah. Hyde. Kind of thing. And, and so it's, it's interesting that they're not doing that. And so uh, we really appreciate yeah. that Lena. That's, that's a really, you're, you're right. It's a unique perspective uh, on those characters. And so we appreciate that. This season in particular, I've really found the character much more, much more interesting. And they've, they've been using the whole toolkit aspect of, of kind of the, the two, uh, the, the Frost Caitlin dynamic really well. And I think a large part of that though has come from the fact that Frost has been taking center stage. Um, and you know, it's great. We saw this episode, obviously Caitlin back on the scene. You know, it's a, it's amazing how much this show gets away with having the same actor play multiple characters. I mean, Tom Cavanaugh notwithstanding, you've, you've had, you know, Henry Allen, Jay Garrick and Earth 90 Flash all played by John, John Wesley Shipp. Uh, you've had, you know, Caitlin here playing Frost and Caitlin, not to mention the various doppelgangers that both have had, not to mention the various doppelgangers that everybody has had. Well, Barry playing Savitar um, and himself, you know. That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. But this, sheri- this series does this while also having an extremely packed cast like it's too much. It's just too much. If I'm being <laughs> honest, I love, I love the show. I love all the characters, but 
you know, as we, I mean, we, we kind of made this decision this season and I think it was the right thing to do and we'll continue going forward. You know, when we started the series, we wanted to cover every single character and kind of use that as an opportunity to break down the episode and really kind of focus on the arcs that each character was going on. But as the roster kept on going on and on and on, it became way overly packed and we felt really bad if like we couldn't quite get to anybody. I mean, you know, I, I had the pseudo running gag of, you know, Caitlin also in this episode because Caitlin was in the episode and there wasn't much more you could say about it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the uh, Jimmy Kimmel thing. bit where it's like, we're sorry, Caitlin, uh, we ran out of time. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's the Matt Damon. Yeah. Here. No, that's exactly right. Um, but, you know, so we switched out as they started adding, you know, more and more and more characters too many to really kind of recap each each episode, more of like plot points. And this it seems as though the series has started leaning more less on character development and more on plot development which is fine. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Now, me personally, I'm, I'm a big fan of character-driven stories more than plot-driven uh, stories. But with the nature of Crisis being what it is, it kind of has to be a plot-driven story for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not mad at anybody for that, but we'll see what the future looks like. And um, hopefully, as we kind of cover these stories, you know, if you've got a favorite character, if you don't feel like we're doing them justice, um, you know, write into the show, let us know what you think or, you know, uh, on your you know, take on, on that particular character or make the case for, for their stories. And uh, yeah, especially when you're able to kind of attach something of your own life to uh, an arc that a character is going to. Yeah. We want to hear that. Um, so, yeah. So great, great uh, Lena. Uh, I will put one note. Uh, this did pass my normal uh, too long. We don't add it uh, <laughs> thing for the show. Cause it was such a long email. That being said, I thought that um, it, it warranted uh, uh, sharing just because I wanted to kind of use that as an opportunity to, to really, you know, uh, highlight a unique take on on this character, but also just encourage folks if if other characters uh, on the show, um, especially if they're not part of kind of the uh, the main plot lines that are going on, um, yeah, if you feel like they need to be highlighted, by all means, write them in uh, right into the show. Hey, by the way, a great way to help out the show and to uh, provide feedback is also heading over to iTunes and writing us a review. It's a great way to help out the show. We love those four and five star reviews, and we love reading them out on the show. We also want to let you know about Patreon. Of course, this show is made possible from our patrons at patreon.com slash TV talk, where right now we are trying to drive towards the end of the season. Uh, we've got some goals established. We want to do a summer break series where we actually go through and do a flash TV talk style take of the 90s flash series now that the uh, that character has been canonized in a major way alongside this series we think something like that would be incredible if you want to see something like that happen we need your help to make it happen head over to patreon.com slash tv talk get some great benefits for doing so and uh yeah that would be amazing also you can keep up with us throughout the week you can follow us on twitter at flash tv talk or our personal accounts at ring that bell is bell and at the real bow york is me but if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y.com. And keep the discussion going over on our live feed. By the way, check out everyone who is uh, joining us live right now at facebook.com slash flash TV talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides music for our podcast. You can check out the rest of his awesome stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. TVTalk.fm is the place to go for all your TV talking needs, where this show and others can be found. TVTalk.fm, again, uh, check it out there. Also, that is going to do it for us for this week. It's a brand new world, a whole new world. But that's okay, because we'll be back in a flash. <laughs>